Broad South Connection. Welcome back to the Temple, and welcome back to Linking Up Luchas. I'm your host, Logan Croslin, and tonight we will continue to look at the characters, matches, drama that Lucha Underground has to offer. Let me now bring in my co-hosts for the night. We actually have both of them for once, but I'll introduce Scott Schiffler first. How you doing, Scott? Logan, I'm glad to be back. We have a full family here tonight. I'm looking forward to tackle these two episodes of Lucha Underground. I wouldn't say they're the best, but we do have a banger of a match sandwiched in between the shit. That is true. Uh, I, I believe we discussed either pre-pod or on the last pod that I, I kind of screwed y'all on this one because these are uh, definitely uh, lesser than episodes for sure. Um, but we'll get into them. Um, but like I said, both the people are here. Uh, Sean Kidd, you're here. How are you I, doing? I am good. I am finally glad to be back here. And uh, first time Schiff and I have been on together in what five months i think chef so yes, it's good sadly, to be back on with uh, chef i have missed i have missed chef greatly and i'm glad we're all here together to talk about uh some of the shit that logan makes us watch together because that has not changed yet so <laughs> some things never change so yes um but tonight we'll be looking at the uh, episodes from uh june 3rd and june 10th uh but sean i guess i'll stick with you uh, you hadn't been around in a while. You caught up on all your stuff that you missed. Uh, just give us some general thoughts about what, what what we've talked about since you've been on this show and just stuff you've thought throughout uh, what you watched. Lee. Yeah, full transparency. I did a cram session this past weekend. I mean, because, I again, it's been like five months since we've all, you know, so it's just a lot of episodes to catch up on. A lot's changed. So uh, let me bullet point it real quick. Here we go. Ready? All right. So Lucha Baldi's finally had a good ladder match. I thought that was pretty good. Um, they're in that, I think it was the same match and Helico had a leap that literally was freaking out of control. And then we also had a Baldy murdered, which was also a big win. So the Baldies are my new favorites because we killed one and they actually had a good match. <laughs> um, I did enjoy Mundo destroying Alberto through the plate glass. So that was good. Uh, we got more taste return, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, Logan, I do have a concern. Why is Conan all of a sudden a face when they've been kind of doing this whole 30 episode narrative around you know, him kind of being an asshole and why all of a sudden is he a face? What happened? Did I miss something? I, I guess they're just, I guess he's being uh, loyal to his, uh, his, um, you know, person that he is uh, guiding and all that kind of is, is a mentee to his mentor. So he's kind of, he's, he's shown that he's uh, loyal to Puma. So I guess they're just presenting him as a face. Cause he, okay. I him. hate it because I hate yeah. Conan. Um, <laughs> I, I hate him. Okay. Uh, Puma Hernandez, I thought had a good match. Um, Vampiro never should do interviews ever again because he's a douche. Um, sexy star beating, uh, Penta in the original match that they have is bullshit. Made me very, very angry. Um, the other question I have is what was the point of, uh, Katrina siding with Phoenix to begin with, if she was just going to return and have Mills Muertes basically kill Phoenix? Like, I'm very confused about that whole angle. Well, uh, basically what I pulled from it is that he had to die to become more powerful because he resurrected and has become more powerful in some way. So that that was her thought process. I guess she just needed well, somebody it, to take him out. I remember us watching that match initially and I said something's going to happen because Phoenix was a total cuck. And now he is again because she totally got him killed by Mills, which uh, Mills Muertes is just fucking awesome. Um Oh, yeah. And speaking of hate, I hate that Chavo's back. And before we even watch tonight, my perception was he was going to be uh, Lotus's protector. But we will see what happens tonight with that. Overall, I thought it was good shit, uh, though. I feel like I feel like we're actually building to the season finale a little bit. So the stories 
have really taken shape, whether I like it or not, or I'm indifferent to it. It's really starting to shape like really, really well, hell, heading into probably what the next eight or nine weeks until we get to the finale. So it was overall a good watch. Like I strongly suggest if you're ever going to cram, it was really, really fun to watch them back to back to back to back. I thought I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. So, and, and they're not, and they're not super long episodes. They're about 45 minutes a piece. So it's not, well, like no. And I got the good old Apple 10 second, Chop, chop, chop. Yeah, that's you get, get it through pretty quick. Second so. button, so yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but you don't really um, miss anything, and it's really good. So it's fun watch. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah. and Schiff, you were with me on the last episode. So if if you listen to the pod or if you watch what we talked about last time, what do you think? What we talked about last time? I listened to the pod because uh, uh, you guys do a great job. You, Jake, and Jenny. Um, you know why? Because you get the better episodes. That is very true. <laughs> I'm a little upset. I didn't. We didn't see the person killing. The, the murder of uh, yeah. man, uh, Matanza killing, like Sean said, one of the baldies. I'm glad that the putty men stayed. Like that made me proud <laughs> when you said that, Logan. Like, I, yeah, I was really, I was really happy to hear that. Um, I'm shocked we haven't got heard anything from since Del, with Del Rio because spoiler, like we don't even hear anything about him these two episodes. So they do a good job of keeping him away for a month. Um, I also like that they like expanded like all the superstar the wrestlers they have and because we're not getting the same like three or four wrestlers like we did when we started the pod where i was like if i see one more moon no match i'm gonna murder someone um <laughs> but no it just seems like we're building and like we said like we get the we saw the medallion and then we see medallion come into play here but i have a issue when we'll get to that medallion match um in the first or second episode we review tonight but i like that we're building to i guess the end of the First season uh, with, you know, we, we get Dario announcing a, a, a title match coming up. But, yeah, it's uh, I've, I've just really enjoyed it. it. They seem to be hitting like in, in the right gear with more hits than misses. One miss is still Chavo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, we'll, we'll get and Conan. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into more Chavo. I, 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 I won't promise we'll say that to Conan too much into Kill Conan, but uh, we'll get a lot of Chavo on these episodes. So we'll we will get right into it. Um Episode 30 is what we're going to start out with from uh, June 3rd. Uh, we open with highlights of the match between uh, Superfly and Sexy Star that happened like a month ago and the arm break that happened to Superfly after the match from Pentagon. Uh, we also get uh, highlights from Team Dysfunction's uh, retaining of the titles in the latter match, and then we get the highlights from Sex, uh, Sexy Star and Pentagon's previous match uh, that Sean was very mad that Sexy Star won. So, the tragedy. Um, we then go to Dario's office, and he is uh, he is uh, surprised by whoever is in, with him in his office. Uh, that is Chavo. Uh, Chavo tells uh, tells him of Black Lotus's plan to kill his brother and who he's who's been training her. Dario then says Dragon Azteca's name and tells Chavo he was supposed to take care of Black Lotus. Um, Chavo then says Azteca actually got to her first before he could. Uh, Dario says Azteca would never step foot in the temple, and they both decide he must have been working with someone from the inside to get uh, get to Black Lotus first. Uh, Chavo then tells him that he and Azteca tells him of he and Azteca's agreement of the protection of Black Lotus. Uh, he says Guerreros are smart businessmen and will listen to whoever is the highest bidder. Dario says he wants Lotus on a silver platter. And starts throwing stacks of money onto the table, asking how much will be enough. Chavo then uh, then says he wants round the clock protection from Mexico. And Dario then says, now that uh, now that this business is taking, uh, 
what does he really want? And Chavo kind of smirks as we go to the black. So we don't really get what Chavo really wants, but um, they have some kind of agreement about black Lotus, but uh, Schiff, what do you think of this uh, little confrontation? I haven't seen someone milk their last name ever since the fucking Kennedys with how Chavo <laughs> Guerrero is like, um, you know, a Guerrero is only truly loyal to the highest bidder. You get it? You get it? Because him and Eddie Guerrero were li- lying and cheating and stealing. Uh, because the other Guerreros, no one really gives a shit about. But we just give a shit about Eddie, who's dead. And we're just going to use his <laughs> use all of his name up. Like, you know, Ted, like everyone uses JFK's name up in the Kennedy family. It's just absurd. Like, I fucking hate Chavo. I will say I'm pretty interested. Like, hopefully they kill him off like they kill Matanzo. Like, that would be awesome. And, like, then we just see, like, him, like, Mentanza, like, shit out the Guerrero, like, the Guerrero tights or something. So, yeah. Um, My God. Yeah, but I like Dario. Like, he's so, like, I, I love watching him on screen. So, you know, even, I hate Chavo, but it's like a 50-50 thing. I got you. Uh, Sean, what did you think of uh, Dario? Yeah, so when I did the recap, I was like, ah, oh, Chavo is going to be the protector. And then, lo and behold... Here's Chavo being a snake, and I am with Schiff. I 100% hate Chavo. However, um, you know, in this role, he's very easily hated, and he's hateable, and this is kind of the role he should be in. Uh, But to Schiff's point, it's like I've never seen anybody get more steam or more career out of a dead relative like Chavo Guerrero has, and it really is fucking annoying. Um, And I said earlier, they have ramped up the story stuff, which I really like, and I'm also with Schiff where I love Dari. Like, he is... Quite, he is just Dario is such a great heel. Uh, the other thing I do like is the storyline narrative of the whole Mexico thing. Because if you remember way, way back when Chavo attacked Blue Demon, which again, we get that fucking great thing happening again tonight. <laughs> um, but they do go call back the story around how Mexico was coming for him. And now here we are bringing it back here in episode number 30, which is really great throwback to storytelling. And even though I hate him. Um, I do like that we actually are following up on a story that we started way, way back in early episodes. So um, he doesn't want the money. It's clear that he wants the protection from Mexico, but we also learn later on that he wants something else, and that'll play out tonight too. But I love these little like behind the scenes, and I feel like these episodes um, have really ramped those up to a really high degree in what we're going to talk about tonight. So, yeah, definitely, I, I definitely agree with what you said there. Uh, that that it's it's awesome that they tied. Uh, you know, something that happened in episode one and two back to uh, episode 30 here. So it's that, that, that they obviously didn't forget about it. Uh, it just might have taken a little time to uh, play out. Um, yep. But we then go to our first match. It's going to be Jack Evans versus Arhenis. For the match, Dario comes out, tells us that uh, Arhenis uh, comes from a great family of luchadors, but nobody really cares about him. Says Jack Evans was impressive in his debut, but he also lost. Because uh, of those two things, why should anybody care about this match? Well, he gives a reason to care about this match. He says it's gonna. He says he's gonna make the match interesting. He's gonna make this a match for one of the Aztec medallions. So uh, Phoenix had the first Aztec medallion, so this is for the second one. Um, but to start the match, Evans fakes a handshake and gets a few uh, big knees into the gut to kind of start things out. Arhenis then gets a knee of his own, but uh, after a brief reversal exchange, gets his head slammed into the mat. Uh, he gets him back up and gets some big big kicks before Arhenis reverses a springboard Hurricane Rana into a powerbomb. Arhenis then whips him off the ropes and eventually hits him with an alley-oop 
or alley kick uh, to the or alley oop kick to the asshole. He kicks him in the asshole. Um, the ref then accosts him for going low. This allows Evans to use the ref uh, to spin around and kick Arhenis in the face while also accidentally hitting the ref in the face as well. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, more unique kicks from Evans. Uh, he hits a standing corkscrew moonsault. Evans then goes up to the top, but Arhenis is able to cut him off. Arhenis then whips Evans off the ropes, uh, and Evans is able to turn it around and uh, turn it into a rolling armbar. Arhenis then gets to the ropes to escape that. More strikes, uh, and then a whip to the corner uh, before hitting a back handspring elbow. Whips him to the other corner and goes for another back handspring elbow, but Arhenis turns it into a German suplex. Arhenis, Arhenis then hits a basement dropkick uh, to knock Evans to the outside before hitting a senton dive to the outside. Evans is then uh, on the apron uh, and leaps off uh, into a slightly botched Hurricane Rana. He kind of doesn't even get his uh, legs around him uh, and kind of falls and falls to the floor. But Arhenis kind of sells it pretty well, so he makes it look a little less bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, he goes for another Hurricane Rana, uh, but Arhenis turns it into a powerbomb into the barricade and then follows it with an uppercut, gets him back inside and only gets two on the count. Arhenis then rams his head into the turnbuckle before hitting a cradle shock type move. Arhenis then argues with the ref, uh, thinking it was three, and this allows Evans to sneak him up from behind and roll him up, and he gets the win. So Evans uh, gets the uh, sneak win. So uh, Scott or uh, Sean, what do you think of this first match? So uh, Dario, uh, awesome at the start, basically saying no one gives a shit about him because he's right. <laughs> like when you first like see this match, oh, what the fuck is this? Um, but yeah, it was great. But I, I do like he, that he added the medallions to it, which added to it. Um, there was really like a couple of really good spots. He brought up the spot around the kick. I thought it was a kick to the nuts, not the uh, kick to the ass, like you said. Well, I uh, got a kick to really, the taint, whatever you want. I thought it was yeah. the taint. So. Yeah, maybe it was the taint, but I mean, but then Evans didn't really sell it. Like I think he should have sold the taint a little <laughs> longer. It's like anyway, um, Evans has like a really cool like crucifix move that he put into like an arm submission that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's Matt. So Matt Striker strikes right out of the gate. Um, talks about like Evans, like he's a karate kid. He does judo, muay thai, does all this karate shit. And, you know, I just fucking Matt Stryker. You never like stop hating the man. I just can't stand him. Um, there was a cool spot where there's like a handspring to a German by Arhendis, which I thought was really really cool. Um, and then there's a spine buster into the rail. Like there's so many cool moves in here. Like like for like what I would think would be like not like a really big match like i wouldn't enjoy i thought it was just going to be kind of like one of those run-of-the-mill matches even in lucha underground these run-of-the-mill matches are really really good and i thought the finish was really cool where he did the bridge out of a backslide which again you don't see stuff like that i actually went two and three quarters on here this was actually way way better than i expected and i thought it was a solid opener and way like i didn't expect it out of these two so i was pleasantly surprised yeah, Arhenis is one of those guys that's been pretty consistent, and I, we've, uh, me and Scott talked about a Jack Evans match last time when we talked, and we really enjoyed it as well. So I think he's a, he's a good little. Uh, he's so a how good come hand. Evans and Angelico, like people like that, they can't, they couldn't show that when they're in AEW. I think that's my big gripe with this show. You never see them do this shit in where they're at today. It's annoying, but anyway. Yeah, I just don't think that they're used properly. But that that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's Scott, a whole other yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, uh, anyway. Scott, what do you think? <laughs> Speaking of Angelico, <laughs> I always get Javante, I mean, not Javante, Jack Javante. and Angelico confused because they wear similar gear and they like they kind of look the same. Because well, so, they're a tag team. 
Well, and Hel- Helico is also three feet taller than Jack yeah. Evans is. So, well, I've never seen them side by side. Just like you never AEW, seen AEW, they're a tag team. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, let me rephrase it. They were a tag team when it first became a promotion. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Dario saying no one cares about Hennis. 100% true. But uh, I love like Jack trying a power bomb, like a Huracan got power bombed. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there was kind of sloppy in spots, but like I like when um, Jack actually hit that standing corkscrew moonsault. Like it shows how athletic they are. Um, <laughs> I love the backslide with the bridge. Like I'd never seen that before. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was a, I thought it was a low man for this, but we're actually um, simpatico. I went two and a half stars on this. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It totally came out of nowhere. It surprised the shit out of me. So, yeah, it, it, and like Scott said, it was it was a little sloppy, but I think it kind of works for a, a guy like Evans. I feel like he's really he, he has a he does a lot of high spots, so it's going to be sloppy in spots. But I think it kind of works for him. Um, but yeah, I, I'll probably agree with Sean and go two or three quarters. I, I definitely enjoyed it and uh, thought it was a solid opener uh, for the for this for this show. So, um, definitely enjoyed it. Um, but we'll go to the back from there. Uh, we get uh, Davari talking to Big Rick. Uh, Davari uh, then tells Rick he's got good news. They've got a trio's title opportunity tonight, uh, and all they need to do is find a third partner. Uh, Rick then suggests the Mac. Uh, Mac says he's in uh, until Cage walks in and says, why pick Mac when they could have him? Dario then asks Cage what makes him the best pick. And then he and Mac brawl and Cage just honestly just throws him back and forth from one side of the locker room to the other and just kind of kicks his ass. So uh, Cage kind of asserts his dominance. And then obviously Davari picks Cage over the Mac because the Mac's on the floor uh, after getting his ass kicked. So it's going to be Rick, Davari, and uh, Cage uh, taking on Team Dysfunction tonight. Um we then go uh, and we get Lotus talking to Chavo. Uh, Chavo says he talked to Dario and that uh, Dario will allow her to compete in the temple. She asked about Matanza. He said it's all in due time. He'll get the key and free the monster and she can kill him in front of the world. Chavo then says her first match is tonight before attacking her from behind, but she actually kicks his ass, uh, kicks his ass, and then Chavo calls for his quote-unquote protection which is the crew of cisco and castro uh and they also get their ass beat but they distract lotus long enough for chavo to get the uh, kendo stick that uh, castro brought in and beat her up and handcuff her so uh we get lotus handcuffed so obviously they're gonna do something with her they're i guess they'll go present her to dario and see what uh, he wants to do with her but uh, uh, Scott, what do you think of this? Uh, these two scenes. First off, I hate Tabari. Um, <laughs> Don't and, reach. Like, I was a little upset. Like I was hoping we see the Mac, and then we see HGH Cage show up and just throw him around. <laughs> and then, like, it sort of seemed like we were getting another big Rick turn. I don't know if that comes in later episodes because he was clearly wasn't happy that Mac, his cousin, got his ass beat. And then I really liked, I know I was, I said, I hope Mintanza eats him, but I liked the scene with Chavo and Black Lotus because like she was beating everyone's ass and it shows how she's training, been training and everything. And like, he just takes her out with a kendo stick and then he puts her in cuffs. And I was like, oh, starting to get kinky Chavo. So um, I'm real interested to see where it goes. Uh, all this stuff, because it seems like we're setting uh, bread trails, breadcrumbs, and I, I'm interested to see what happens. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sean, watch, watch in the next two episodes. Black Lotus gets fed to Montanza, and that's all we see. <laughs> all right. So um, I'm with Schiff. Uh, fuck Davari. Uh, I don't know what this like whole gimmick is. Is he like the million dollar man or something like where he drinks his little whiskey on the way? Like, I don't get this whole Davari character and I hate him to begin with. Uh, the Rick thing is unusual because the last time I was on, he was a face because he got beat up by the Baldies. And now he's a heel again. So I guess it's like, he, should we call him Rick Luger or uh, the Rick show? Because he does all these like heel turns. Like, you know, like, it's just stupid. Like, just happens overnight. Um, why is, so I guess, why is Rick even in this? So why is it, why don't we just automatically have Rick with the Mac? And where's my kill shot? Like, when, last time I was on, they had just introduced like Rick, uh, kill shot and the Mac. And now here we are. We're going to turn Rick. We're going to put him with Cage. Uh, Cage kills the Mac, and then I just don't understand what is going. Look, what's happening here? Like, I'm very confused by this whole thing. Well, uh, Davari has shown that he is very rich, and uh, R- uh, Rick goes wherever the money is, and he he will do that. And okay. despite uh, family, time. so I was right. He's basically doing a million dollar gimmick, man, kind of gimmick. Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, as far as the Lotus stuff, uh, the Lotus shop, the locker room stuff is some crazy badass movie shit. Like. Literally, I thought the camera work was good. It was, it was very Kill Billish to me. Like, she's just up there whooping ass on him, kicking him left and right. And um, I just, I wish she had killed the other two bodies. Since we already killed one, I wanted her to kill the other two. And then the other comment I made, I said, I'd cuff Lotus too, but only if she was okay with it and not to beat her up. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, I think Jake said it on the last episode, but uh, Lotus's uh, like cinematic scenes are, are like like exist in their own world a little bit. Like we have, uh, you know, cinematic scenes with other people, but all of hers have like a real action movie kind of vibe. It was pretty it. badass. I was very impressed. So, very yeah, impressed. It, it was yep. definitely definitely pretty cool. Um, yeah. But we'll go from there to uh, our next match. It's going to be for the trios title. It's going to be. And Helico, Havoc, and Ivelisse, Team Dysfunction versus Davari, uh, Big Rick, and Cage. And Helico and Cage start things out, and Helico uses his speed and quick strikes to take Cage off guard early. Cage eventually catches him off, off the ropes with a hip toss onto his knee. Uh, Cage then gives him a couple of shoulders to the gut in the corner before whipping him across. On the charge, and Helico is able to get an elbow up, and Helico then hits a big kick and a jumping knee. Havoc then tags himself in and then argues with Angelico before they both get crushed by a cage clothesline. Davari is then in and starts teeing off with strikes on Havoc. Havoc then gets a boot up on a charge in the corner and after a short, short reversal exchange hits a tilt-a-roll head scissors. Havoc then hits a back handspring elbow in the corner. Um, he then trips Davari up before hitting him with a standing moonsault. Uh, Davari then scores with a jawbreaker, but Havoc again scores with another big back elbow. Another strike exchange leads to Angelico tagging himself back in. Cage also gets back in and runs to the corner and knocks Havoc to the ground. Angelico is then in and hits a uh, hits some big strikes on all of his opponents, uh, but gets kind of stuck in the, his opponent's corner, and Rick nails him with a forearm. Uh, Cage then nails a tombstone-type uh, pile driver. Uh, tags in Rick. Rick then bludgeons and chokes Angelico for a few minutes. Uh, Davari is then back in and continues pounding on uh, before tagging Rick back in. And Rick kind of continues to do the same, continues to kind of pound and uh, grind uh, Angelico into the mat. 
Uh, Rick and Cage then do this awesome suplex transfer move, like Rick has him up in a suplex and just kind of passes him off to Cage. And then Cage, of course, while he has him up, does a few squats, just kind of show off how absolutely ridiculously powerful he is. Uh, and Helico then reverses uh, Cage's pump handle attempt uh, and scores with some kicks and a big knee. Uh, and Helico then goes for the tag, but Cage uh, not only pulls him back, but pulls him into a powerbomb. Uh, he then goes for another power bomb, and Helico turns it into a pin attempt, but only gets two. And Helico then scores with a big knee. Uh, Rick then gets tagged in and takes out Havoc before Helico can get to the tag. Davari then gets a tag, and they uh, seem to be going for a, a kind of a kill shot. But out of nowhere, Tejano comes in, lays out Big Rick uh, with his bull rope. Uh, this allows Helico to hit the running knee on Davari. And then sprint to the other corner and do corner and do a leaping tope over the ring post to the outside to take out Cage. And then Havoc hits the shooting star press in the ring on Davari and gets the win. So team team dysfunction, despite it all, despite Evil East not ever even getting into the match because she has the broken foot, uh, retains once again. So uh, Sean, what do you think of this uh, match? Uh, so yeah, so team dysfunction, uh, as you recall, I used to call him Team Cuck, but you yeah. know what? They've really they've really grown on me a lot. Um, I really like how they are as a dysfunctional team. Um, I also like that they still have Elise selling the leg, which is really good story continuity. Like they're really good at the storyline narrative, which I really, really like. Um, and they're really, really good, and they work well together. Um, Cage power moves are. I think one of the reasons why I like Cage so much is his power moves just look so violent. Like he just literally mm-hmm. looks like he's just destroying you when he does it. Um, Elise sitting in the front row bitching, I think, is fantastic. That was um, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so great. Um, and and it's conf- and the other thing that bugs me a little bit is like if we think about the journey of this pod, Rick started off as one of the top heels, then Cage become a top heels, and now they're kind of like in the mid card a bit. Which both of them have, for me have kind of had a little bit of fall from grace a little bit. Um, Vampira makes a comment that he can't imagine waking up to Evelise's voice, and I said I definitely could imagine waking up to her voice. So I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, Angelico. Uh, kind of trying to do defense against Cage's offense. It's like really, really, like really, really well. Like he's trying to fight it, but he can't fight. Like he's like this big dude just beating the shit out of him. And he keeps fighting back, but he keeps getting his ass kicked, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tejano, which again, I don't get Tejano. I think I caught him the Lucha Stan Hansen with his bull rope, bull, bull rope bullshit. Um, I, I, I don't need to see a feud with him and the million dollar Davari. So that kind of takes me out a little bit, especially when, uh, Cage is acting like a side piece to a Davari feud. That's very annoying to me. So I'm sure the match is better than what I'm going to give it, but I really hate Davari, and I hate the fact that I see Cage, who I really, really like, as kind of like just a sidebar for a Davari feud for me. Um, I'm only going to go two and a quarter on this because that really pisses me off. So that's my take. Gotcha. Um, Scott, what'd you think? All right. Um, I liked... Um, I liked this match a little bit more than Sean did, but I can understand... Um, like the issues with it. Like I I think Sean's issues are sort of where mine is, like where Cage was so hyped. Like he come in, he was beating the piss out of people. Then he loses the world title and it's like eighties WWF wrestling where like they come in, they go against Hogan and then just like collapse down the card afterwards. Like mm-hmm. like King Kong Bundy. So that's sort of what we're seeing with Cage here. Like, you know, him and Big like they should have knocked off Team Dysfunction, which is two wrestlers within five minutes. So like, I understand that frustration. So I think we're, I think as hopefully like we see cage rise back up the ranks, but it feels like since they got the quote unquote stars now with Del Rio and 
I mean, El Patron and uh, Morrison. I know Morrison was there at the start. It feels like, oh, you're no longer our favorite toy, sort of like Tony Khan. That's right. It's an AEW burn. Um, <laughs> but um, I did like how he held, like he hit that suplex after holding him for like 45 seconds. Um, it, but Angelica was nice because he reversed the powerbomb to a schoolboy, which I thought was very sweet. Um like Tejano, I don't really care. Like they should just hit him from the beginning. But you know, I, I love Sonos Havoc shooting star press. That was so smooth, and I love that it wasn't um, Big Rick or Cage that took the pin. It was Davari. So I think that's okay right there. If it was like Cage taking the pin, I'd be a little bit more upset. I actually went three stars on this. Yeah, I, I'd go three stars as well. I, I definitely really enjoyed, uh, and Helico really, really got his ass kicked for a lot of this match, and I really enjoyed all of his selling and uh, his, you know, kind of attempts to escape uh, uh, getting out of a lot of their attacks and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I, I do hate Tavari as well as everybody else on this spot, I believe. Um, but uh, I, I felt like they limited his time in this match uh enough to where it didn't really bother me um but and you know i feel like cage was on a good bit of the offense of his team so he's he's definitely the most talented guy on that side so uh the fact that they had angelico and him in the match uh for a long time was uh definitely a good 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 thing for me uh as a viewer of this so um i definitely enjoyed the match but i i do understand um i do understand where sean's coming from for sure so um but we will move on from there. Uh, we're in Dario's office. Uh, Chavo and the crew bring in Black Lotus uh, and ask where Dario wants to put her. Uh, Dario says he has a very special spot for her right across from his brother. Uh, so he never, he never, so Matanza never gets lonely again. So uh, they will be uh, across the room from each other in separate cages, apparently. So um there is that so um sean what do you think of uh dario uh, wanting to lock up lotus across from matanza i mean simplistically is there anything more savage to do than the put her in a cage across from the guy that killed her parents i mean i mean that's that's classic movie 101 so i'm i mean again just continuing her story um and just making that kind of like part of the narrative i think is pretty badass so i was okay with it i got you uh shift before we get to the main event what did you think of that I want Mentanza to eat more people. Damn it! So like, <laughs> well, we have to see him first. He, how can he eat someone? We don't even see him. Yeah, are we ever going to see Mentanza, or is it like Matanza, or all in due know. time? All in due time. Mm. Just wait. He'll, playing he'll the long game. He'll he'll be around. Don't worry. Playing the long <laughs> game like the rock. The rock. He's playing the long game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but we'll move from there to our main event. It's going to be the submission match between Pentagon and Sexy Star. Um, Penta has the mic at the beginning, tell Sexy Star that tonight he will break her. Um, he says it will be another sacrifice to his master. He then goes to say zero fear, but uh, before he, he can get it out, she jumps him from behind. Uh, he hits an absolute six series of kicks to her leg, trying to take her leg out. I thought those were all super nasty sounding and looking. Um, he then hits one of his big overhand chops that reverberates throughout the temple. So another another really cool move. Um, she's able to grab some momentum uh, by hitting a running knee in the corner, uh, but quickly gets cut off by Pinto with a drop kick. After that, uh, he then goes for an arm. He can, then goes for the arm break, uh, just like their last match. She's able to kind of slip out uh, early in the match. Uh, she then locks in a front face lock and ramps his face into her knee. 
Uh, he eventually slips out and leg drops her arm. Uh, she again escapes, escapes the armbar attempt and hits a Hurricane Rana and a suicide dive to the outside. She then wears him down with strikes uh, on the outside and also rams him into, into each ring post around the ring. So they battle around the ring for quite a bit. Um, back in the ring, uh, they she locks in a, su- or a STF type uh, move. Um, but he is able to, uh, I believe he gets to the ropes or he kicks out of it somehow. Uh, he looks, uh, looks to be going for some type of tombstone type move, uh, but he actually kind of turns it into this like standing leg lock. Uh, Rhea Ripley does it in WWE. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, uh, she, she does that submission as well, but she kind of, he kind of has her hanging downwards and is, has like his arms locked around her legs. So pretty cool submission. Um, he then lifts her up on his shoulders uh, to slam her, uh, but she is able to flip out into an armbar. Uh, he gets out of that and back up, and Penta nails her with a gross super kick. Uh, he then does the standing leg lock again uh, and drops in grapevines this time. She's actually able to get to the ropes and back on her feet, but gets hit with another, another super kick by Pentagon. Uh, he then charges up for a dive, but Sexy actually moves, so he just kind of slides out under the bottom rope. She then avoids a charge, and he runs into the barricade before she climbs the barricade and hits a crossbody off of it. More strikes on the outside, and back in the ring, she locks in a single Boston Crab. Superfly then emerges out of nowhere, nails Sexy Star with a forearm, and hits maybe the worst powerbomb I've ever seen. It is absolutely horrendous. Um, Pentagon then hits the package pile driver and wins the match with a surfboard stretch camel clutch is how I described it, but kind of puts her in a surfboard stretch and then cranks her chin. So she eventually gives up to that. Um, and then after the match, uh, he goes for the arm break. Uh, but, I, uh, but Vampiro has seen enough and gets in and knocks him off of her. And then they kind of do a stare down before vamp eventually bails to the back. I'll go ahead and cover what happens after the match. We close the episode with Vampiro staring into a mirror. He kind of hears voices in his head uh, <laughs> and ends up smashing his head against the mirror and completely destroying the mirror before we fade to black. So, uh, Schiff, what do you think of this main event and Vampiro's slip into uh, mania of uh, somehow? So, what do you think of that? Uh, I really enjoyed this match. Um, <laughs> like, Penta, like... Um, Pen, like this shows how good Penta to be can be, and um, like I liked how like they try to work different body parts to get a submission. Um, like you know he had her in like a, a type of stretch, and she countered to an arm bar, which I, which I liked, and like, he had a nice heel hook in, and then she got to the ropes, which I hate in submission matches because it, the rope should not break. That's just a, me being a wrestling nerd problem. Um, <laughs> but I did like, and then like. Like she got to the ropes and they killed it and like they broke it up, but then he killed her with the super kick, which mm-hmm. I thought was nice. Um, then like Sexy Star did that nice dive on Penta when they were outside the ring, and then she had the single leg crab, and I was like, wow, is she actually going to win? Because, you know, we we do crap on Vampiro and um, I almost said Matt Souza, Matt Striker, and uh, <laughs> well, you crap on him sometimes too. It's yes, like... but, yes, I do. But I was like him and Matt Souza, but um. <laughs> but uh, Strike Sue's right there. He was actually explaining how like how she was using the single leg crab, and I think that was like the best part of his announcing I've ever heard, to be honest. Because he was explaining how it was hurting and how she was like digging with her forearm into it and like cranking on it. So I really liked that. And then 
Superfly came out, which I'd forgotten all about. And like he, he hit her with like, you know, of course he hits her. And then he hit a sit down power bomb. And I noticed that Superfly was sort of wearing like the same gear as Pentagon. So I wonder if they're going to be aligned because he had a little marking under his eye. So and it was like black and white, like what Penna wears. And um, the package pile driver is sick. And the surfboard chokehold was I would I would attack to like immediately. Um, and um, interested to see where we go with Vampiro because like it looked like his face changed in the middle of that. And like you hear something dark is coming and Vampiro headbutted the mirror or he just sees Randy Orton. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's is, that is definitely Randy Orton. I'll, I'll tell you. Uh- <laughs> I have a different I have a different take than Randy um, Orton, but uh, okay. Well, let's hear it. What do you, What do you think, Sean? All right, so I have been very very critical of this feud because I've been a big fan of Penta breaking motherfuckers' arms, and Sexy Star has been unimpressive to me up until this point, and so I think it's a big waste of Penta, who should be like up there for me. Like he should be feuding against Puma and not facing you know Sexy Star. However, um, this match was like I've hated this feud, right? So. Um, Penta's just been booked like such a badass And again, it's no knock on Star But like for me, I just think it's legit silly But anyway um, Literally, Penta says he's going to break her arm And she attacks him from behind behind, Which I thought was a really bad idea But to her credit, man Like, they pull no punches in this match Like, she legit takes An ass-kicking here um, And stands toe-to-toe with Penta And for me, this is by far the best match I've seen her in Um like, there's some really cool submission spots in this, and you brought up the one that he does from the pile driver position, which I thought was really, really neat looking. Uh, she absolutely gets obliterated by the sweet chin music. Um, she legit, to me, I think the bigger thing for me in this match for her is she looks like a different person. She doesn't, she looks like a superstar. She doesn't look like she's green. And she's like really like crisp in her moves. She's taking an ass kicking, she's giving it back. And then to Shiss point, Superfly coming in totally took me out because I forgot about him. Um, and it kind of took it a little bit away from the match for me, too, with his interference, because mm-hmm. I just don't think he's relevant and he hasn't really been relevant this whole show, except for getting his arm broken. Uh, the package pile drivers always sick, um, but um, I am glad Penta won. This was a really, really good match. Um, I actually went three and a quarter. I could probably go higher. Um, as far as the Vampiro thing, um, him running in to kind of make sure that he does, he, he doesn't, you know, Penta doesn't fuck her up. Um and then this whole after thing, I actually call him. So, Logan, on Highway to the Impact Zone, we have the Great Value Award, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think we also have a Lucha thing happening here. I'm going to call him Lucha Kane. Because what it reminded me of when he's sitting there doing that twitching thing in the mirror, look at, he reminded me of Kane when he unmasked. So I'm going to mm-hmm. call him Vampiro. He's going down that whole Kane path right now instead of Randy Orton. I'm going with Kane. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know all about that as we're talking about that on the Ruthlessly Aggressive podcast right now. So listen to mm-hmm. that as well. Um, cheap plug. Um, but yeah, the, the Vampiro slipping into uh, his crazy mind, uh, hearing voices. So, And I, um, that is a feud I do not need to see, by the way. And I see <laughs> that's where it's headed, and I'm not happy about that either. But that's okay. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there is that. Um, but yeah, I de- definitely really enjoyed the match as well. I would go three and a quarter uh, as well. Um, I, I do, and mostly I would probably go three and a half or higher uh, if it weren't for the uh, Superfly. Uh, Agreed. Kind of- 
kind of interference. And the yep. fact that it's not even like that good. He just kind of forearms her and hits a terrible uh, set out power bomb. Um, but the the action is really good. This is definitely, like you said, the best that Sexy Star has been. It's kind of like her coming out party for me a little bit after thirty some episodes. Finally, exactly. so yeah, she, yep. yeah, you know, they kind of allowed her to get her ass kicked, and you know, she took it and gave it right back to uh, uh, Penta in this match. So definitely a super good performance by by her. Um, and obviously Penta's always good, so um, de- definitely didn't disappoint at all. Uh, they they were given this main event spot, and they definitely took advantage of it. So re- really, really good stuff. But uh, I'll stick with you, Sean. What did you think of this first episode? Um, I went seven and a half out of ten. Listen, the first match pleasantly surprised me. I thought the backstage stuff was fun. Um, I hated the trios match. Well, I didn't hate the trios match, but I don't like the whole cage thing. Bugs me. The quick turn of Rick. I hate the Vari. And basically, you've taken Rick and Cage and made them sidebars uh, to a Davari story against Tahano, which, by the way, Tahano and Davari are two people I really don't give two shits about. And why are we seeing them feud? I don't care. <laughs> um, I mean, I that so I think for me that takes it down a peg. For me, I think the Superfly interference in the main event takes takes it down a notch for me. Um, but the match is great. Uh, congratulations, Sexy Star, for making me a fan. We'll see if you can maintain that in the future. But you finally did it after 30 episodes. Um, now I'm just hopefully with this Penta feud with uh, Vampiro, Penta just breaks his arm and sends him on his merry way, which I know won't happen, but I can hope. But I'm going to go seven and a half out of ten. Pretty decent, not fantastic, but overall pretty decent for me. Gotcha, Chef. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I go, um, you know, seven out of ten on it. Um, I feel like we always get stuck especially with the next one, like where they're building up to something and we don't see the payoff. So it's like, <laughs> we don't, we don't. <laughs> yeah. We don't see the payoff. So and we got yeah. a little bit of payoff on the sexy star match tonight. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. But then we got the lead up to Vampiro apparently about to wrestle again. Well, right? yeah, that's a good someone point. come to wrestle. So, um, yeah, well, we will, we will all see that. Don't worry. No, nobody will get left out of that one. So, um, I mean, can yeah. I get left out of that one? No, I'm kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't see Vampiro. Well, okay. I'm uh, kidding. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but I would go with Chef. I'd go seven. Um, uh, you know, looking at the card, you would have think it would thought it would have been uh, all that great of an episode. But I think uh, I think a lot of the matches uh, kind of outperformed their, uh, you know, what you would think of them going in. So definitely a, a surprisingly good episode. Um, and uh, definitely enjoyed a lot of what happened. So, um, but we will go on to episode 31. We hope with highlights of uh, what happened with Chavo in the episode previous, as well as uh, Drago's loss and his banning from the temple. So uh, we randomly see something about Drago. So that might lead us into what we have uh, headed into for the night. But uh, we then get Drago standing on the roof of the temple, and then he jumps off with his uh, brand-new wings that he has. So Mm. uh, he apparently flies off the top of the temple. Um, We are then welcomed into the temple by Stryker and Vamp. Vamp apologizes for getting involved last week, says his business is at the announce desk, and he had no business getting in the ring. He has no business at the announce desk. Yeah, well. That there's that too. <laughs> um, Stryker then says it's okay and tells him thank you for doing the right thing. Um, Dario is then out uh, into the ring. He says in eight weeks we will have an event so big and something that was his brainchild and will be called Ultima Lucha. Uh, it will be a yearly event where the biggest and best fights will happen. Uh, he then talks about uh, who will be his main event uh, for this event. 
Uh, it will be determined tonight who will face Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground title. Says it will be people from uh, that gave Puma his best fights throughout the throughout the season so far. Uh, it'll be Hernandez, King Cuerno, Cage, and Phoenix. He then has the idea that he remembers that Phoenix got destroyed by Mil Muertes last week, so he guesses it'll be just be a three way. Uh, he then brings out Blue Demon Jr. Dario uh. says he knows Blue Demon uh, <laughs> would be uh, would want to be part of Ultima Lucha due to the big payday. Uh, I don't really know what that was. I feel like that was supposed to be an insult to him that he was like only there for the money or something. Um, but Dario says if Blue Demon get wants a spot, he needs to show that he's not rusty in a match tonight against Chavo. Uh, Dario then says, and then Chavo comes out, and Dario then says that that match will happen right now, and anything goes. So, uh, Sean, what did you think of Drago kind of spread, uh, spreading his wings and flying off the roof of the temple, uh, and then Dario announcing uh, Ultima Lucha? So Drago, uh, one of my favorites, so I was heartbroken when he, you know, obviously left, but this was awesome way to reintroduce him. Uh, again, I'm going back to my Lucha Great Value, uh, Great uh, Lucha Batman jumping off the rope with his uh, wing spread was pretty badass. Again, really, really good cinematic shit. Um, and again, this show continues to up the ante a little bit on some of this stuff. Uh, Vampiro apologizing, um, and Matt shakes his hand uh, because, you know, Matt's not going to go in the ring because he's a big pussy. Um, and that's why he sat there and he let Sexy Star about to get her ass kicked. Uh, Ultimate Lucha sounds fantastic to kind of pay off the season. I love, like, as you can see, they're starting to build to it. Like, obviously, I assume the Vampiro build is leading to that. Um, now they're going to announce, hey, we're going to have the challenger for Prince Puma figured out. So I love, and I think he even said we got an eight-week build here. Like, they're actually going to have an eight-week build to the Ultimate Lucha for the finale, which I think is awesome. So um, really, really good stuff. Um, and I love how they're going to have all the former challengers getting a match to determine the number one contender. I think that's a really neat way to do it. Um, and then, of course, then they shit the bed. So we have this promise and opening, and then they shit the bed because Blue Demon comes back, and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody wanted him back, and he's in a suit. Um, and then I love that Cueto just fucks with him. Um, and then Chavo comes out with the uh, ultimate, the uh, Lucha Baldies, and of course, ultimately, this is what he wanted. It wasn't just that he wanted protection from Mexico. He wanted revenge on uh, Blue Demon, and so of course we get the appearance from him again. And again, this was not a feud that we needed to revisit. So uh, great opening, and then they shit to bed with the return of Blue Demon for me. And I know you haven't talked about the match yet, but you probably could have because the match is nothing because it's shit. <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I, I was just saying that the, the opening was a lot, so I figured I'd take yep. a break uh, for a second. No, I get it. I get it totally. Shift, uh, what do you think of the uh, kind of opening few things? Well, we learned Sexy Star is going to be out for a couple of weeks, so I'm That's glad true. they're, they're I, yeah. selling to the Oh, injury. I forgot that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, if Dario says in a couple of weeks we're going to have Ultimate Lucha, the main event's going to be a title match, and the only people who are going to be in the title match are people who have faced Puma before, what the fuck are we doing with the medallions? We'll see. You just got to you gotta, you gotta be patient, Chef. You're, you're wanting to learn everything too quickly. <laughs> No, you can't. Use yeah, Chef, look how patient we've been for the for the return of Blue Demon 30 episodes later because <laughs> we waited for this. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, but if he said what they were for <laughs> instead of announcing like another title match and the only way you get in the title match is losing to Puma, it's like that's excluding a lot of people. Hmm. So 
That yeah. is true. Basically, you're going to have a tournament to see who the best loser is so they can face them again. That's really how it is, right? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. dumb. It's there. There's yeah. no way around it. I mean, I like that they did it that way, but in retrospect, it's kind of dumb. But I kind of like that's how they're doing it, to be honest with you, because he's beaten everybody. So what do you do now? You know, you take the title off of her. Well, <laughs> hopefully that's coming. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, and Blue Damon coming back, I don't really don't have a problem with because he's like 63 years old. He'll probably get beat <laughs> up and be gone again. So um, I'll let you get to that. I mean, it's going to be real easy to talk about, so you can just pass it right back to yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. We should have just jumped right into the match and say he sucked. No, uh, I'll tell you what happened. All right. Blue <laughs> Demon's in a suit. Uh, and he says, Blue Demon versus Chavo and anything goes match. Uh, he fights the crew at first. Nothing's really happening. Then Chavo's able to take advantage. They crew them, beat up Demon. This is a mugging. Chavo wins. <laughs> Logan, tell me what you thought of the match. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Duke Demon looked super old here, and uh, he he definitely uh, he definitely was very rusty. So if if Dario was hoping to knock some rust off of him, it did not work because uh, I feel like Chavo hit a few punches and he like sold them terribly. So uh, Demon definitely showed that he was nine hundred years old in this match. So um, you know it it was it was fine, I guess, but it's it, a it, dud. It, a dud. It's not a dud. It's a dud. Uh, it's not a dud. But it's not a match that necessarily needed to happen. So yeah, just probably one star, just because it wasn't awful, awful. But it it wasn't very good at the same time either. So, uh, well, Sean, what'd you think? <laughs> See, I thought I thought Demon for being in a suit and being ninety years old, he moved pretty well. But it wasn't really a match. Like basically, they brought him back yeah, just so Chavo and the, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they just brought him back so Chavo and the Baldies could beat him up. Like, and again, it's not even, I actually went NA, like one of those dumb NA things, but ultimately, from a match standpoint, it's a dud. It was just to pay off a 30 episode angle that nobody gave a fuck about. So, um, yeah, fuck Blue Demon. I hope he's gone forever and we can move on. And I wish Chavo would have some, I hope Mexico comes and takes Chavo and gives him the Colombian necktie so we never have to see him on his show oh ever. God. <laughs> Ooh. Jesus Christ. What? what? Uh, Shift, did you have any more thoughts? No. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. How do you top Colombian necktie? You can't top yeah, that. I, can't. I, don't, I don't know if I want to keep going on that one, so uh, we'll, we'll move on. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we then get uh, Drago uh, seemingly emerging back into the temple, uh, so he's about to wreck shop, apparently. Uh, he comes back in with his wings, uh, and I think there's even a, like an explosion behind him, so... Uh, just getting the hot uh, cinematic, uh, cinematic greatness. So, um, but then we get Chavo talking to Lotus in her uh, cell. Says it's not personal; it's just business. He followed the money. Uh, Lotus then says he's a liar. Uh, to which Chavo says, "Of course he's a liar. I'm a Guerrero." Um, again. Oh, there we go again. Lying, cheating, stealing thing. Um, she says he betrayed El Dragon Azteca and Mexico. And they will be coming for him. Uh, he says that after what he did, just did the Blue Demon Jr., uh, no one from Mexico will have the balls to come for him. Uh, he then walks out uh, and he says he hopes she enjoys the view. Uh, we then get Dario in the dirty bathroom. Uh, for some reason, Drago always confronts him in the dirty bathroom. I don't know why, but it, it, it every time they have a confrontation, it's always in the nasty hepatitis bathroom, as I believe you've called it in the past, Sean. Uh, but Drago says he deserves to be in the match of former challengers to Puma. Dario agrees, but only uh, but he can't be because he was banished. They eventually agree on the idea that Drago can compete 
tonight, but he must win or he remains banished. And this time he will have to leave his mask in the ring as well. So, uh, Sean, what'd you think of Drago coming back in Chavo and Lotus's little conversation and then this, uh, dirty bathroom scene. Uh, so yeah. So again, the whole, the whole, uh, Drago return is absolutely incredible. Like just like they've done a really good job reintroducing him. Uh, the bathroom stuff is, well, so that didn't say dirty hepatitis bathroom. I said, Oh, uh, here he is taking a shit and Drago comes up from behind <laughs> this time. He was taking a shit. It wasn't the hepatitis one. Um, I do like the loophole. I do like him bringing Drago back as a former, um, participant, but I do like the loophole that, cause that's the loophole that, that helps him get back in a match as a former challenger. But mm. I also like the heel adding that, uh, you, you're going to lose your mask too if you lose tonight. So uh, good stuff. Really good way to bring Drago back in, I thought. Yeah, it, it adds even more stakes to a match that was already a huge, you know, they already, you already get a title shot at the biggest show uh, of the season so far. And then now it's even add, added more stakes. So that's really cool uh, for sure. But uh, Chef, what do you think? Um, yeah, I like, like, uh, like the video of Drago and then like, we see Chavo like half-ass apologizing, and but then like saying Mexico will find him, and Chavo saying enjoy your view. It's a nice little heel thing. But then I have an all caps on my notes. Show me Montanza. I want to <laughs> see him. Um, and then like Dario's man can never have peace without someone coming bothering him. Like I kind of feel for him. Um, so I like how and like what Sean said. Like like he, it's up in the state. Like what you guys said, it's up in the stakes even more, and it's like. He'll be banished and we'll have to give up his mask. So it's like winner go home, baby. Let, let's go. Come on, Drago. And then Drago agrees. And we, we got our main event tonight, which I was shocked it was tonight and not next week for the way you give us these shows. <laughs> I, try, I, I try to give you at least one good match per episode. It doesn't always work out, but uh, uh, I, I do my best. Uh, well, I, you, good... you leave us hanging on this one. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> a good match. This next uh, match uh, might might not necessarily be, even though I think it outperforms how bad one of the teams is. So uh, I will say that. Um, but our next match is the Disciples of Death of Barrio Negro, Sinestro de la Muerte, and Trece. Um, and they are taking on Pimpinella, Escarlata, Mascarita Sagrada, and Bingala. So we've, we haven't seen Bingala before, but I hate the you, other, Logan. The other two you. are Sean Kidd's absolute favorites. Would y'all like to know who the Disciples of Death are under the masks? I no. actually, was, the I, man. I actually the was curious. I did. I wanted to know. Okay, so uh, the, yes, these are the putty men that uh, Schiff called them. So uh, throughout the match, uh, I didn't know which one was which, so I refer to them as shirt, tall, and short because one has a shirt on, one's kind of tall and lanky, and the other one's a short, kind of muscly guy. So I will call them disciple tall, disciple short, shirt, and or disciple short and disciple shirt throughout. My so if God. you get confused, um, but Barrio Negro is Arhenis actually. Uh, in a different mask and outfit. Uh, Sinestro de la Muerte, which is tall, is El Mariachi Loco. And then Trece is Ricky Mandel. So kind of they just threw mask on some jobbers. And, uh, El Mariachi it. Loco, is that the waiter guy down at the yeah. local place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't. So, who's Rick? Mar- Wait, did you say Rick Martell, the model? No, is that no, what you said? Rick, Ricky Mandel. Uh, he, oh. He's been on a few episodes. I think he got his arm broke by... Uh, Pentagon at one Sorry, point, I thought you said Rick Martell. Basically, they got they gave a couple of jobbers some uh, black mask and uh, told them to be yeah, Mills, I, I, uh, henchmen. Fucking, so. fucking hate them. Okay. 
<laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, but the crowd, uh, the crowd is super hot to start this match. They are super into Pimpinella. The crowd is uh, so, stupid. So are uh, so are uh, uh, Striker and Vampira. They are they are on fire, especially they're stupid too. Uh, especially Striker. Um, but Disciple shirt comes right after Pimpy, uh, but has no effect. Uh, Pimpy Pimpy eventually wins a reversal exchange with an arm drag. He continues to do use his unorthodox tactics uh, to throw the disciples off. Uh, he hits a uh, another leapfrog arm drag, or a leaping arm drag from the middle rope. Uh, Pimpy then looks to be charging up for a dive, uh, but Disciple Shirt uh, moves, uh, so uh, so he slides out uh, of the ring, uh, and he actually runs into a fan and basically gives him a lap dance. Uh, he then tags in Bengala. Uh, Disciple Tall is also now in. Uh, Bengala. Uh, gets whipped into the rope and does a flipping uh, kick to knock Disciple Short off of the apron. Tall and Short then uh, double-team him uh, until Bengala slips uh, under the bottom rope and trips them both up. He then hits a springboard lion salt, which was really cool, a really cool spot. Uh, Shirt is then back in uh, from behind and attacks uh, Bengala. Bengala quickly turns things around and Hurricane runs him out of the ring before hitting a springboard twisting dive to the outside. Bengala then tags in Masquerita. Uh, he immediately gets bludgeoned by uh, Disciple Short. All of the Disciples then have had enough and start taking it to all of the members of the other team. The faces get then get a few hope spots throughout the rest of the match, Eventually, uh, but eventually uh, Pimpy uh, is against the ropes where Katrina gives him the lick of death before the Disciples hit their triple team finisher for the win. I don't really know how to describe the finisher that they hit but they all were kind of holding him up like the druids would if they were carrying the undertaker out and then they kind of flipped him into like a pedigree kind of move is the best way i could describe it but uh it was kind of sloppy looking but uh this match was just not very good but shift what do you think of it no <sighs> <laughs> um all right so I will say Masquerita looks like the White Power Ranger. Um, White Tiger is tagged in, who's Bengala. Uh, they start making cat fur, cat puns, which actually oh. made me laugh. Oh, yeah, like, that was awful. Oh. He's feeling was a, feline. That was awful. Was a perfect character. Awful. <laughs> uh, it was, this was just a rough match. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, I will say when they tagged in Masquerita, they all just smacked the shit out of him. Like... It feels bad to be doing that to a little person, but I guess they're over 18, so it's fine. Um, I don't know, but it was just weird. Like, this was just like a squash match. Like, when those three came out, um, Mascarita, Pimpy, and Bengala, I was like, oh, this this is a squash match. Like, kiss the disciples of death over. I like Katrina giving Pimpy the kiss of death, and then Pimpy got pinned. Uh, I went one star. This was This was horrific. It wasn't. It was kind of a squash in the other direction, though. I feel like they, you know, I feel like eventually they got to the where the uh, the disciples of death looked good and they, they finished them off pretty good. Uh, it, but it took them a while to get pissed off and you know kind of take them out. So, um, but Sean, what do you think? Well, it didn't take me a while to get pissed off uh, because uh, this I call this the I hate Logan Crossland match because <laughs> this fucking bullshit like. I, the, first off, the whole trio of the masked men, I, I was like, oh, this is stupid. I hate this. Uh, and then, of course, out of the blue 
comes two of my least favorite and this new character, Bengala, which is absolutely fucking stupid. Um, I thought literally that Pipponala and Sagrada were gone forever, and I was very upset with you. Um, you know, this is kind of like a like a like if you have like a main show, like if you're going to WWE and you're getting ready to get into the arena and you're getting ready to watch this like TV show like Raw, this would be what I would call the dark match. Like this doesn't need to be on the main show, right? You know what I mean? Um, it, it just literally looks and Pipponella looks like he literally walked off the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, and Pippinella at one point actually sexually assaults an uh, audience member by going into his lap. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Uh, we brought up Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt basically he's calling uh, the feline joke. So uh, he's made a comment. I think Scott brought up a perfect thing. Uh, he made a comment. And I call, uh, He's feeling feline, which mm-hmm. awful. Feeling feline. I'm feeling feline. Um, I did like uh, the small person getting his ass kicked. I think small person is socially acceptable. Is that correct? Is that yeah, okay, that, Logan? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I did enjoy the Lucha Adrian Adonis eating a lot of shit, so that was good. And to Scott's point, it was kind of a squash, so I'll take it. Um, it was too much comedy, but I think it served a purpose, so I'll go one star as well. But please, for God's sake, Logan, please tell me I never have to see these people ever again. <laughs> um, I, I, I can't, I can't say that for sure. Uh, I mean, can you tell? Do I? Do I? So I had to see Pippinella and the small guy again at some point. They're not I, gone I don't forever. Want to lie to you. I don't really know. I, I'm pretty sure Masquerita hangs around. I'm not sure about Pimpinella. I won't. I'll, can I put I in my eight? Can I put in my eight week notice then, so we get to the like season finale? No, I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's okay. Go ahead. You are kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I really am kidding. We're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I hate these one, people. I, I would give it one star as well. Um, I, for for it being Bengala's first uh, uh, performance, I think he actually showed out pretty well uh, uh, on that team. My only problem with the Disciples of Death is I feel like Barrio, the which was the guy that had the shirt on, I feel like he was like no selling everything. So I feel like they're supposed to kind of be like mill light because they're supposed to kind of be kind of mills, uh, you know, guys that are, you know, his uh, they're his partners and like his his little trio that's going to protect him and stuff like that. So I feel like they weren't on the same page with how they were supposed to sell because I feel like the other two kind of sold a lot for the for the rest of the team. So uh, I, I didn't I felt like there was a disconnect for something or for, with some things for them. But I thought Bengala showed up pretty well, uh, despite his uh, other other teammates uh, not really bringing their end. Um, but yeah, just not a very good match. But uh, I do feel like there were some good spots I, I guess for me like if these are guys mills is disciple he doesn't need disciples like he's a character in himself so i hate when they just do the tropey gimmicky hey let's give them three guys that are like i hate that shit that that just makes me mad anyway sorry yeah i mean yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see where it goes but yeah they he, he they definitely are supposed to be his kind of uh protégés or his you know, like you said disciples that are supposed to be mm-hmm. his kind of followers so uh, we'll see where it goes, but um, yeah, not not a huge, not a great uh, performance to kind of start things out. But um, we'll move on from there. We go back to Dario's office. Uh, Johnny Mundo comes in, asks why he's not in the main event tonight. Uh, Dario says he doesn't want him to be uh, a challenger at Ultima Lucha. He wants him to be the champion. Tells him to sit down. Uh, says when he previously wanted uh, them to have a new start, he meant it. He knows what Johnny did to him and what he tried to do to Johnny, but both of them came out fine on on the end. Uh, He says he realized he was the future of the company when he destroyed Alberto and put him through the window. Uh, He says he wants to see this new Johnny unleashed on Puma. 
It says next week we will see a mat or we see a match that he will call an all night long match. Whoever has the most falls by the end of the night will be the champion. So basically an Iron Man match, but it'll last the whole episode. So uh, roughly 35 to 45 minute match. So we'll see what that looks like. But then they shake hands on the idea of new beginnings and the possibility of a new champion. So, uh, Sean, what do you think of uh, Mundo and Dario's little conversation here? I haven't been a big fan of Mundo, and I know Scott's not either. Um, but again, when he put Del Rio through the glass, that was pretty cool because he busted him wide open. I do like the nice twist here, actually saying, hey, you're not in the match because I want you to be champion. So I thought that was kind of cool um, mm-hmm. because he did because uh, Dario liked what he did to Del Rio, um, which, by the way, I did, too, obviously. Um, but here's my question. And again, not because I want to see the match, because, you know, that could I'm, I'm sure the match is going to be good no matter what. I want to understand how they, Jenny and Jake, are going to get a, an Iron Man match for a whole episode. Yet Schiff and I get to see Pimpinella and the uh, <laughs> small guy. I, I just, I hate you, Logan. But it, it, it's just um, I will tell you, no I'm matter sorry. what, the Iron Man match on the next episode should be good. I, I, I think it'll be a good match. And then later on, they announce a match two weeks from now that makes me even more angry at you. But we'll talk about that later. <laughs> it's just how the chips fell, man. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, but Schiff, what you think of Mundo and Dario? <laughs> like, I love Dario saying, like, maybe Puma won't be champion by the time it rolls around. And then this doesn't make sense. Like, they're fighting for a number one contender. And then he just gives Johnny, like, a number one contendership. And it's like, okay. Um, all right, I guess. But because I love he's how, a heel now. That's why. Jim. Yeah, for, he's not a good much. guy anymore. Yeah. But I love I love how Johnny's like, I'm better than Puma. I'm like, not really. But uh, then Dario's like, I, I came up with something that's never been seen before. Match that will be through the whole broadcast, which as me and Sean saw on Crock and Roll, we saw the uh, Midnight Express. I mean, not the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express have a all night long match as well when they won the tag titles, which was against a the Russians. Match. Yes, yeah. against the Russians, which yeah. is the only way to check that out. Or yeah. listen to Crock and Roll episode 47. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I just, I, I mean, it should be a banger, but, you know, just be like, it's an Iron Man match. But, like, I do like them putting their little spin on it, like with the, um, when they had the Royal Rumble. But what, what was it called? Uh, Aztec Warfare. Yeah, Aztec Warfare. So, like, I, I like that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I just love that Dario seemingly uh, has created all of these wrestling. Ne- never watched wrestling them. before. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what up? It, seemingly, he, he has uh, created all of these matches and doesn't know that uh, they exist in some form or fashion. Uh, well, I guess there's never been like a 45 minute uh, Iron Man match. So there is that, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a good scene put mundo over is like dario's new favorite heel so that there is that so um definitely going to be interested to see what that match has to offer i do remember it being very good from uh watching it the first time um but i'll, I'll be interested to check it out yeah. again. i'm pretty sure that i mean i'll watch it because i'm sure the match would be good but i'd rather it was someone other than mundo to be honest yeah, but. yeah i got you i got you um but we'll then Still get shot. it yeah <laughs> exactly yeah He's or, uh, or or king cuerno <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, Cuerno could be a good option. Um, but Cuerno's in our next match, uh, which is going to be our fatal four-way for the number one contendership for the Lucha Underground title at Ultima Lucha. We get Drago, Cuerno, Cage, and Hernandez. Uh, 
we talked about Mill on the last episode. You know, he he came back in the all black. He had the black tights, the black mask. Drago kind of does the same. He's returned kind of in his darker black attire uh, and looks like he's in pretty sick shape. So um, they whatever they're doing while they're gone, they're getting darker uh, attire and they're and they're in the gym, apparently. So um, Drago looks super good when he came out. Um, Hernandez and Cage quickly dispatch of Cuerno and, and Drago. Uh, Hernandez then clotheslines uh, him and Cage out of the ring. Um, Drago and Cuerno then get back in where they exchange reversals while the big guys kind of brawl around the outside. Drago and Cuerno continue trading offense before Cuerno hits an uppercut. Uh, He is then immediately hit with a slingshot shoulder block by Hernandez. Hernandez then hits a -a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker and a gorilla press, press slam. Uh, goes for the border toss, but Cage cuts him off with some kicks and a drop kick. Uh, Cage and Cuerno then show off their previous uh, kind of team ups. They've been a tag team throughout the last uh, month or so. Uh, they do the little flapjack into the knee that they've been kind of known for uh, at when they've teamed up. They continue to team up and take it to their take out their opponents uh, so they can fight each other. They had a double suplex on Hernandez, followed by two top rope attacks. Uh, Cuerno then goes for the cover, but Drago hits a senton splash uh, from the top uh, on Hernandez as, as well. Uh, Cage then tries to dump Drago, but he holds onto the ropes and ends up pulling it down as Cage tumbles over and out. Um, he then hits a springboard Hurricane Rana. Cage is then back in, and Drago tries uh, a double clothesline on him and Cuerno. Uh, but he basically ends up running into a brick wall. Drago just kind of crumbles when he runs into Cuerno and Cage. Uh, they then hit a power bomb backstabber double team move, which was pretty cool. Uh, Cuerno and Cage then finally decide to face off, but Hernandez and Drago both come back in and interrupt. Uh, Hernandez and Cuerno then um, match up and have a strike exchange with Hernandez eventually hitting a pounce. Uh, Drago is then in, uh, then back in and slingshots himself out and hits a Hurricane Rana on the floor on Cage. Back in, he and Hernandez face off with Drago tripping him and hitting a big splash. We are then randomly showing Killshot watching from the crowd, so at least Killshot's uh, observing what a main event looks like. Maybe he'll be in one one day. Um, Hernandez then takes Drago down and hits him with the big swing. Uh, Cage then pulls him out and slams him into the barricade. Cage and Cuerno then finally face off, but after a brief exchanging of reversals, Drago is in, and they continue double-teaming Drago. Hernandez is then back in and hits a torture rack slam. Cage then gets a boot up on a charge and hits a double jump moonsault, which was really cool to see somebody of his size kind of hit that uh, kind of a high-flying move. Um, Drago then uh, springs off of Cuerno's back and hit and drop kicks Cage. Uh, Drago then Hurricane Rana's Cuerno to the outside before hitting a huge dive. Uh, Hernandez then seems to be charging up for a dive of his own, but Cage kind of cuts him off with the right hand. Hernandez is then able to duck a clothesline and actually hit the dive that he was going for originally onto Drago and Cuerno. Um, Cage then goes to the top and moonsaults moonsaults out onto all of them. Uh, Cuerno then gets back in and hits his kind of supercharged uh, suicide dive. Uh, Hernandez is then the apron and seems to be going for another slingshot move, but Drago sneaks up and hits him with a sunset flip powerbomb onto the floor, which was a sick spot. Uh, Drago is then in and uh, hits a strike and a mist into Cuerno's face and follows that with one of his unique pinning out combinations and Drago gets the win and the title shot and Puma comes out after the match and they kind of face off. 
Um, I'll stop there before we get to our final scene. But uh, Schiff, what do you think of this main event? I really enjoyed this match. Like uh, all four brought it. Like you know, I crapped on Hernandez last time I was on for good reason. But I liked how it was like a bomb fest at the start, and I did like how Drago tried to clothesline Cuerno and Cage, and he just bounced off of him, which like I, I don't know, it just made me laugh. Um, <laughs> and when they were outside the ring, uh, Hernandez had a nice dab to Cuerno and Drago, and then Cage did a moonsault to the outside. I was like, holy shit, someone may die. Um, and I love when Cuerno did the dive onto everyone before he did. He hit an arrow to kill shot, like he said. It was just awesome. I got kind of lost watching the match, so my notes are all over the place. Um, <laughs> I like I like Drago winning, of course. Like I didn't I don't want to see his ugly mug, like how Eddie Guerrero said, put the mask back on an LWO <laughs> angle. Um, sorry, I'm all over the place. But uh, no, I liked how Puma came out and showed off the title, and we should have a banger in eight weeks, uh, seven or eight weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. Gotcha. Uh, Sean, what'd you think? So, not to spoil the end, but it, it was like before the beginning of this match, I realized all of a sudden that Muerte has never had a title shot. And that's not to spoil the end, but I legit thought it when I started watching this match. So, it's kind of cool where this goes after we talk about the match. Uh, listen, I legit love Drago. He's been one of my favorites all along. I think this has been a really good mix, like this match. It's a good mix of power. It's a good mix of Lucha mixed in. Um, I still can't get over how Cage and Hernandez move. We, like, talked about um, the moonsault. Like, these guys are just two big, huge guys, and how they move is absolutely sick. Um, there's a power bomb code breaker to Drago that looked absolutely sick. Hernandez hit a pounce on Cuerno that absolutely popped me. Um, we already talked about kill shot and the whole arrow and the tease between <clears throat> him and uh, Cuerno, which I am dying to see that match. Hopefully that's really good. Uh, the... The Drago powerbomb to Hernandez on the floor was absolutely sick on someone who was that freaking big. Um, I love that Drago actually won the match. I don't like that Cuerno took the pin. I feel like, so if I really like go through this, Cuerno, Drago, Cage, and Muertes are easily my four favorite folks on this show. And I feel like Cuerno consistently has been the one, or Cage have consistently been taking the L's when they should be like really the ones like that aren't constantly losing for me. So Cuerno is such a cool character, and I've loved him from the start. And I really want to see him to start getting some wins back and start getting in the mix. And because I'm really tired of seeing him losing, because I think he's awesome. Um, I actually, and then I love the face off at the end. This is really good shit between Drago and Puma. I went three and a half stars on this. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Loved it. Gotcha. And Schiff, what would you go on? And I, I don't know if you gave a rating or not. Oh, I, I didn't. I, I would go three and a half. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would go three and a half as well. Um, yeah, super good. I, I'm glad Drago came back and won. Obviously, like Schiff said, we don't want to see his ugly mug. We don't want to see him uh, uh, unmask. So, uh, but yeah, he, he deserves it as well. He's been really good. Um, yeah, and yeah, I get Cuerno being the guy that pinned, but uh, I mean, I, I feel like Hernandez is probably the only guy that guy that could have taken the pin, and they he should have. Yeah, he should have. Uh, yeah, he probably should have. And I'm going to be torn when him and kill shot for you because you know how I feel about who's under that kill shot mask. So that's going to be a mm -hmm. tough one for me, I think, when we get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, th this is a really good match. Um, definitely hard hitting. Like you said, Sean, I, I really like your point of, um, you know, they, they really mix the styles, a lot of power uh, and a mm -hmm. little bit of high flying. And, you know, like like you said as well, Cage and. Uh, Hernandez being able to fly like they can is just absolutely insane, uh, considering how big big the two motherfuckers mm -hmm. are. So, um, just really good stuff, uh, really good main event. So, um, it made up for that uh, crap that we had before. Uh, sure. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I'm going to go there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but we will go to our final scene. Uh, we go to Dario's office, and Katrina is using her uh, witchcraft to kind of mess with Dario. Um, uh, she then says he made a mistake by not putting Mill in, in the match that we just had. Dario then says he's never faced Puma for the title. She says that's exactly the reason Puma is still champion. She then uh, starts to strangle Dario while asking him why Dario is standing in the way of Mill becoming champion. Dario mm. eventually says in two weeks, Drago will put his title shot on the line against Mil Muertes. Katrina then says no one, not even Dario's caged monster, is a match for Mill. Uh, and then she kind of disappears. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge on the monster taken on Mill eventually. So uh, keep that in mind, I'll, I'll say. Um, but... Uh, Sean, what'd you think of uh, this final scene? Uh, well, Katrina? I always like a final scene with Katrina looking hot as shit. Uh, <laughs> I, um, the way she just dominates Dario is great. Um, the storytelling is just absolutely fantastic. And uh, this is where I get mad at you again tonight, because not only did we tease an Iron Man match, now we're going to get two of my favorites, Martes versus Drago, uh, booked in two weeks. And now Jenny and Jake get, Two guarantee good matches on both their episodes, and I'm going to conclude with uh, "fuck yourself, Logan" on that. So, <laughs> uh, go ahead and give your uh, episode thoughts as well. Uh, this one, uh, you know, listen, the main event was probably the best match of the night, obviously, but you know, we talked about the kind of like the middle match, which I really, really hated, and then even going back, the, even bringing back Drago was good, but then we had the Blue Demon shit. So literally, this is a one match episode. Um, so honestly, I was going to go seven out of 10. I'm probably going to drop it to six out of 10 because this was the only thing worth watching. Skip everything on this show with the exception of the Drago stuff and go right to the main event and the final closing. I'd go. Yeah. So that's where I'm going. Not our best episode. <laughs> Great you. match. Not our best episode. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Schiff, what'd you think of the final scene and what would you give the episode overall? This is like the second or third time someone wins the number one contendership and Dario then puts it on the line. It was like Vince Russo secretly booking the shit. Well, he was like, getting murdered. What did you want him to do? <laughs> let Katrina suck the soul out of me. Yeah, mm, sounds like a good way to go to me. Yeah. yeah not bad. Um, so that's just a little frustrating. It's like, I don't know. But I, I do like how like they're throwing, they're throwing all these things in there. It's like, oh, this may happen in eight weeks. It may not. Don't you guys worry. Um, but... It should it's be like the fucking WrestleMania booking this year. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when this is coming out, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It comes out on Sunday. Don't worry. Yeah, it comes out. Well, people listening to WrestleMania. If people listen to the future, we're talking about WrestleMania 40. If you're listening like a year from now, and hopefully Cody finished the story. Anyway, um, <laughs> who we kidding? Ain't nobody listening to this in a year. Hey, I'm kidding, I'm kidding guys. Um, but no, but like, I love how like. They use like the backstage stuff to show off like the, I guess like the sci. It's like sci-fi, sort of like with her powers and everything. Um, so I'm really interested to see what happens. Like it's obvious that a lot of people are starting to find out about his monster in the basement, but like the baby faces don't know. But like we know that Chavo knows. We know that the crew knows because they fed fed old boy to him, and we know that Katrina and Mill know, and probably the Puttyman because hopefully the Puttyman gets fed. <laughs> I love the Puttyman. So, um. Yeah, I, 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 hopefully, like, if the Montanza is a wrestler, hopefully we get a Mill and Montanza match, like, the two monsters going at each other. Oh, 
shift. You you just wait. Okay, I can't I can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, 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 just really good uh, closing scene. And what do you think of the episode as a whole? Step down from the previous episode. Um, uh, Sean said skip everything but the last match and the Katrina thing. I'd say um, watch all like the the videos and then just watch the final match. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that you could probably. Yeah, you could definitely skip it. I mean, because the you know there wasn't. Well, even I did say the Drago stuff. I think the Drago stuff, and then the main yeah. event and the final close is what yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't even a medallion match or anything like that on this episode, so it was really unless you just want to see Chavo fight a ninety-year-old man in a suit. Wait. Uh, Wait, there was a medallion match because this is what pissed me off. The Jack Evans and Hart. No, 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 I'm not talking about I'm talking about on the episode we just talked about. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was on the first episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Sorry. You're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to some awards. Um uh Chef, I'll stick with you. What was your match of the night? Um uh, Sexy Star and Pentagon. All right. Uh Sean, would you go with that or the main event of the second episode? No, main event of the second episode. Yeah, I I think I might go with Schiff and go with Sexy Star. And, no, you guys are both wrong. They were both. I probably I, I think I had them both at three and a half. So I mean, it's no. They're both really. Listen, I get it. They're both really really good. And honestly, if you wanted to give the shine for Sexy Star based on her performance, then yeah, it should be her. But I I love this main event. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moment of the night, uh, Sean. What would you go with on that? Holy shit! There were so many. Um, you know what I. <laughs> Brian Cage, man, like I think it was that, uh, that moonsault like he did off the like I think it was like the he jumped off the like middle rope and did uh, the moonsault off of the other rope onto the floor. Like that was freaking nuts. Like mm-hmm. I just thought that was absolutely incredible. Like I can't get over like it's, it's so hard for me to watch Brian Cage now in his current state. And then you see something like this, you go, holy shit, that's the same guy. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. incredible in some of his moves. So I, that for me really popped big for me. Big. Okay. I got so. you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was. I thought you were going to go with uh, the Pimpinella lap dance. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing with Pimpinella will ever be a moment of the night for me. Ever. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what would you go for for a moment of the night? Moment of the night. Um, gosh. Hmm. I'm thinking. Either it's going to be like. Um, like we don't really have that many, but there's not really like any good ones. There's like bad ones, <laughs> but I guess Drago winning, like overcoming the odds. The man didn't have a job at the start of the episode, and then he's gonna have a world title match potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with another cage spot, but I'm gonna go with the him and Rick kind of doing the like transfer little suplex spot, and uh, mm-hmm. then him uh, doing the squats afterwards. So well, showing off his ridiculous strength. So I would even said the Drago spot power bobbing Hernandez off the turnbuckle. That was pretty sick too. Yeah, that's so, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty sick spot as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, Schiff, I'll stick with you. Cinematic scene. What was your favorite cinematic scene throughout the night? <laughs> Favorite cinematic scene. I know it's what Sean's was. It's a hard um, one tonight. It's hard. I'm going to say the Black Lotus when she fought off Chavo and the goons. I got you. Uh, Sean, what would you go with? That's the one I was going to go with, too. That was just freaking... Listen, the Drago return I thought was pretty badass when he jumped off the roof, but I got to go with that whole karate thing. The fight off with Chavo and all them is pretty badass. Wow, that's an upset. I thought you would have gone with the, that last one for sure. Um, what, with, what, with Katrina? Yeah, with Katrina, yeah. I mean, how many times can you pick Katrina licking the bitch, you know? You got to <laughs> you gotta be, diversify a little bit sometimes. 
I guess that's true. Uh, but yeah, I, I would go with the Black Lotus one as well. Um, just because uh, it, it was really well shot and just how they kind of made it like a little bit of an action scene was really cool. So definitely, definitely pretty awesome. But uh, Sean, I'll stick with you. Who are your top three and who at, who out of that top three is your MVP for the night? Oh, let's see. Okay, top three, obviously Drago would be one. Um, I got to go with Cage. Cage always impresses me. Um, Drago, Cage. And then, you know what? I'm going to give it to Sexy Star. And you know what? I'm going to surprise everybody here. I'm going to give Sexy Star MVP. Because I have been really, really, wow. really, really, I know, I've been really down on her. And this is the first time I've watched her and go, wow, now I kind of get it. Because this is because we always hear you talk about her and everybody talk about her. And I know in real life, she ended up being a real piece of work because she's mm-hmm. not a nice person based on what I've heard. But mm-hmm. um, she shined and I'm going to have to give it to her. I have to just because I've been so hard on her. So that just shows that Sean is a fair man. That's all I'm going to say. Mm, yeah, uh, Jenny will be very proud of you. I promise. I know. Uh, <laughs> of course, I did that for Jenny. Not really, but she deserved yeah. it. But you yeah, know. yeah, I got you. Yeah. I, I'm just play, playing around. Uh, but Schiff, who would be your top three and your MVP? Drago has to be on there. Top three, Pentagon, and um, I'm gonna say Sexy Star, and I'm gonna do Pentagon as my MVP overall. Mm-hmm. Um. His story—you could say he carried her, but we didn't do that. His, his storyline is the one I'm most like interested with, besides Matanza, and I can't really say Matanza's the MVP so I don't know what Homeboy looks like. So <laughs> it could just yeah. be like a figment of my imagination or something. Yeah, he definitely would have been uh, Sean's MVP on the last episode for murdering the Baldy. Oh, sure. that was such a great scene. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, um, I, I would go. I think I would go with the same as uh, Sean. I would go Drago, Cage, and uh, Sexy Star. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Drago as my MVP, uh, winning the match and, and having the really cool uh, cinematic scenes for his return, and uh, you know, uh, <laughs> jumping uh, Dario after he got out of his uh, stall for the shit. So after taking um, a poop. Yeah, he was pooping. Um, but yeah, de- definitely a good night for Drago f- for sure. So, uh, I'll, I'll give it to him, but, um, that'll wrap up awards and we'll go for plugs. Uh, shift what you got. I mean, all my pods are done besides this one in YouTube roulette, uh, which is on the P- PTBN wrestling feed. Uh, Sean's pods are basically done as well. He does territorial <laughs> here every once in a while. Um, and Logan's pods, this man's all over the place. Some would say he's the backbone. Let's see. Uh, he's on uh, he's on YouTube roulette as well. Sean's on every eight months. He makes him to sh- show up to you know so that his key still works to the place. Um, <laughs> Logan is on uh, the Jenny position uh, every fourth Wednesday, where him, uh, Roger, and Jenny they're doing documentaries right now. They're doing um, animals. I'm pretty sure I still got to listen to the Blackfish episode. I'm a little behind. Mm-hmm. And then Logan is also on uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. They're like six or four, a couple episodes away from 100. Mm-hmm. And um, that's you know, what I hear. Yeah, that's what I hear as well. So you could come on. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm going to show up for episode 100. Um, right. Be my fourth appearance. But, you know, and my contract says every 100 episodes. So yeah. I'll probably be so on. Sean will be on as well. Um <laughs> He he's basically I don't know if this is official or not, but he seems on every rap now. He somehow took a spot that I thought was mine, but it's neither here nor there, Sorry. because they're watching 
shitty summer 2003 WWE. And we sure are. <laughs> Lord will it. Lord give it to you, son. Um, uh, he quit chicken salad. No, I've missed. Missed, I've missed, I've missed, oh, I've missed Jeff Plugs. PTB NXT. That film's every seven weeks. Like, it's a fucking impact taping. So, um... <laughs> That's who's next, not PTP NXT. Oh, sorry. <laughs> who's next? <laughs> PTP NXT is dead, for all we know, so... Did I, did I miss <laughs> no, any? No, you're good. That's it. Okay. That's, that's all good. But, yes, we are 10 away from uh, 100 on uh, Highway to the Impact Zone. So, if you're not going to plug Talk in ECW... Oh, wait, never mind. I'm Definitely sorry. exciting time. <laughs> talk in ECW. Good Lord. Um, the every extreme match... <laughs> Thank, thank you, thank you, my dear Shift, for all those plugs. Um, but thank you, everyone, for joining. My favorite us part tonight. of doing the podcast. I'm not even gonna lie. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I've missed the Shift plug. It's been a while. It, it, it is definitely yeah. a beautiful time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time we enter the temple. Wow. Wow. Wow.